Hello everybody, welcome back to Two Guys One Blunt, episode 4, thank you for tuning in. Woo, welcome everybody. Thank you to everybody who's listened so far up to this point, thank you for sticking with us. Um, if you're enjoying it, please follow us on SoundCloud um, or on Instagram. We're at Two Guys One Blunt on Instagram and SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash Two Guys One Blunt, all is one word. Um, and obviously comment, let us know if you like what we're talking about, if you want to hear us talk about something else, and just generally follow and drop a like if you like it. Because we like it. We like it. That's why we're doing it. You know, we're going to be having these conversations regardless. <laughs> um, so if you're getting some benefit or enjoying it in any way, whether you, f- you feel like you're learning something or you're just being entertained, let us know. Um, it'll help us to, to figure out what people want to hear more of and what we could shut up about yeah so uh so i'm holding this actually nice vacuum sealed probably compliant bag Mm. uh some dude came into the dispensary that i work at and offered to give me some candies that he'd made oh that's not very common anymore yeah it's it's really nice um 100 milligrams 20 milligrams a piece but I mean, that's a lot for me, and they don't look like they're weighed. So it's five. It's five pieces. Uh huh. Yeah. Twenty milligrams. Nice hermetically piece. sealed bag. You're right. It does look like it would be compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and twenty milligrams is is not the ride for you. No, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna work it out? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna try them? Or are you gonna give them to somebody else? Uh, I gave some to you and your yes. girlfriend. Yes. So there, you guys. We will we will report back on how yeah. accurate we felt the twenty milligram dosing was. Yeah, that's. But is there is there any other reason behind your apprehension to it besides the milligram count? Uh, it's just the compliancy. This whole legalization thing has got me asking questions about everything. Like, I'm sure he has the best intentions, but like, what if he doesn't know what he's doing? Like straight up, like what sure. if he. Because he doesn't have to. Was there any discussion or did he just kind of, it wasn't like he slid you the bag without looking at you. No, no. Yeah. He actually, he sent me a message on Instagram and like came to my house and I like met him outside and he like handed it to me. Felt like a total drug deal. He hit you up on Instagram randomly? Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, like, uh, I followed him because he was like, if you're ever in the UK, you should check out this. I'll, I'll show you all the hookups so you can get the fire. UK represent? Yeah, dude. He was, he was really like, he was being nice. And uh, and so he messaged me the next day. He's like, I just made a sick batch of candies. Fucking. Uh, and so I was like, okay, yeah. I was not expecting him to give me 200 milligrams. Like, But they look nice. They're, they look well made. I'm sure they taste delicious. Um, and his work on Instagram looks really good. Like, yeah. And this is, you know, obviously an impromptu. I... I can't. I'm, I have no idea how he made this because he does it professionally, you know, in England mm-hmm. or in the UK somewhere. We don't know where exactly. Yeah, these turned out pretty solid. So it looks like it was like a giant rope twisted and then they look pretty cut professionally when it was hardened. Made. Yeah, like uh, it's, it's I have no hard. idea what goes into making hard candies, let alone infused hard candies. Yeah, he um, said he used a tincture, uh, double. I forgot what it was called some he sent me a picture of it some full spectrum tincture in a uh syringe or a what do they call it a plunger oh yeah the more polite way of saying syringe yeah yeah well i mean it's like a syringe with no needle yeah that's what it is but okay well i mean it sounds like he uh he know he knows what he's doing but obviously you're kind of concerned about the integrity of the ingredients and the process and everything and that's just my instinct you know my one half says, like, totally trust him. He's got, he's totally in good faith. You know, I trust the guy. Did but you get like, a, a sense of that from the energy when you met him? Yeah, he seemed like a totally chill guy. Like, I don't know, maybe he's just going to, a sensor's going to go off when I take it and I'm going to, like, pass out and be roofied and he's going to be like, hey, hey, it worked. <laughs> Here I come. Oh, man, next level edible problems. Yeah, dude, like, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good point. I mean, you can't necessarily just be taking uh, any edible that's handed to you these days. <laughs> At real. one point, though, that might have been much more commonplace. You know what I mean? People coming into dispensaries, obviously, the way that dispensaries were able to purchase before 
didn't require licensed providers. Mm-hmm. So anybody who thought they had something worthwhile could come in and pitch it. So And people um, would try it. Yeah. But this guy knew, like he wasn't trying to pitch it to the dispensary or anything. He, yeah. he, he knew the situation. Exactly. I mean, exactly. given that the bag looks compliant with current California childproof requirements, um, I'd say he has some idea of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, th- it's not it's not the time to be taking mystery edibles from any random person yeah. but i'd say if you got a if you got a good feeling and if you felt like he knows what he's doing and you've sort of vetted his instagram a little bit perhaps exactly. seems legit seems legit what is it trust but verify i have no way of verifying this yeah so i'm just gonna trust listen thing. but be skeptical yeah that kind of thing and that's just one of the one of the crazy things about being the bartender yeah, I mean, it's easy to get worried when stuff's not compliant now because we are, again, lucky and privileged enough to be in a position where we're exposed to a lot of different things. And obviously, being in these positions, you get to understand what's required for things to make the marketplace now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's only natural to be concerned about, you know, testing and, and other things like that. Um, yeah. ain't killed me yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it makes you wonder what was what was available before and how clean products were prior to this and the safety context of things being taken pre-Prop 64 um, as much as it has created a problem for the, me- for the strictly medical community. Um, they, you do have the advantage of, like, testing being a lot more, well, being a thing for first, in the first place and actually being quite rigorous now. In 2019, we've talked about a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah, we get to see it all up close. So it makes a difference when you buttend or when you act as a brand ambassador for stuff, which we've both done and do um, to various capacities. Um, yeah, what, pretty... are your, what, what are your are your thoughts on that? Like, do you have any anything that you want to share with people about buttending or brand ambassadoring? that you think is like, what's like an easy misconception that people have about those jobs, for example? Um, that everybody knows what they're talking about. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> we definitely have been in enough conversations in enough different places to know that that's not the case. In fact, it's refreshing when you do come across somebody who does know as much as you can at the moment, because obviously the science is constantly finding out new things and People are having to revisit their positions, but it's good to meet somebody, and it's refreshing when they know what they're. Who does saying. the research? Like, yeah. you just gotta do your research. Yeah, try and stay current with what's going on, especially if you're going to be in a position where you're advising people or recommending certain things, <laughs> or you know, making any sort of suggestions in terms of dosing, and always try and give the disclaimer to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say one of the biggest misconceptions people have about us, and I've certainly had this from like my friends back in the UK, just assuming that we get to like smoke on the job. Oh uh, like yeah, I mean, it used to be like that. Some shops. So we hear before either of us were involved. Yeah. Um, in the industry, in the 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 prior uh, version. Of I mean, the this was industry. happening when I was doing demos, like to just smoking blunts all day. This one bud tender she weighed 90 pounds i watched her drink a 200 milligram cannabis drink wow just like solid and she like i was there for the next three hours like she was totally fine trooper yeah like that was and that's just what everybody does like yeah i chugged a whole one last week it's just they're just professional stoners (laughs) that's part of the job description is just get high as fuck yeah or there's some serious endocannabinoid deficiency there that they're supplementing or perhaps they've gone full circle done had too many milligrams constantly put in their system and now their receptors don't know what's what don't know how to make their own endocannabinoids anymore or they're just zen masters yeah that too perhaps they're just black belts at edibles (laughs) ganja black belts yeah hashtag ganja black belts (laughs) definitely a lot a lot less of that kind of behavior around now but i don't know man like i was at a dispensary that is supposedly compliant with all the current laws and has all their requisite licenses and one door from the shop floor there was trimmers and people smoking and everything that just seemed like the old way 
it doesn't that doesn't seem compliant to to me now but they did have all of their licenses and they were operating as prop 64 compliant in every mm -hmm. other way i think so yeah uh, i think there's still a, a like a really really wide chasm of like inconsistency yeah. from store to store in terms of like what's what one store thinks is acceptable and what another store doesn't it's a lot of what the lawyers seem to be interpreting you know everybody's just trying to cover their ass yeah well, there's a lot of loopholes being very creatively explored mm -hmm. and i'm sure some of that is necessary just because of how um handicapped cannabis businesses are due to like the tax code and the banking issues and stuff like that obviously kind of puts them in a, a very difficult starting position but probably a lot of that is also people just pushing their luck um what about what about like a like a, a favorite thing about being a butt tender what's your favorite thing about being a butt tender man i got the job expecting it just be kind of like, woo, like, I work in weed, like, this is, you know, kind of like the smoke weed on the job, like, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. kind of expecting that, and then kind of getting it in a way, you know, you, you can, it's not like 420 blaze it every five seconds, it's not like that trap shop atmosphere at all, um, but in terms of uh, actually fulfilling myself as a job, that the aspect I had no idea existed was the fact that there's legitimate medical value and that there are people that have no idea, <laughs> you know, the powers of weed and they're coming in just like, man, I ain't slept in 20 years. Wait, are you saying that you didn't realize that there were people out there who didn't realize about the medicinal value? Yeah. Okay. Like people that there were still plenty of people that were discovering cannabis and like, it was really changing their lives and you know they gave me credit for it which was i felt like ridiculous you know but i it was it made me so happy to know that just like holy shit this actually affected this person's life for the better like this changed right. this changed their life cannabis changed their life mm -hmm. and i was the one that was like yo try the one-to-one -one cbd for your like back pain you know from yeah. a spinal injury there you and go. they're just like you know changed their life yeah, there's definitely a lot of people who come in seeking a lot of guidance, and I think it's a serious responsibility that people like us who are more conscientious about it feel mm -hmm. to basically giving those people a good first impression of cannabis in a medical context. Exactly. Because if you ruin it at that stage, you give somebody the wrong delivery method, the wrong Yo, dose. Just take a fat dab. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you came out with something like that to to somebody with back pain who's in their, in their latter years, it might work. That's the that's the crazy thing. It's like you really don't know. Everybody's so different, and everybody's endocannabinoid system responds differently and has different needs. It seems, but it's a pretty reckless way to start. It's you know? yeah. It, it has a high risk strategy. Let's say that you know you have a high chance of that going wrong. Um, <laughs> but I'm with you on that. I would say that's probably also my favorite thing is uh, the conversations that you have with people where you know you can see that there's a genuine need for this and, and like you said it's life-changing for the people when it works you know and whatever it does and sometimes it's not like a it's not always symptomatic sometimes it just gives them some quality of life back mm -hmm. and that's big enough difference that's a big enough difference to um to show them that you know this is something worthwhile and i think reinforces their their like desire to use it and maybe piques more interest in finding out exactly you know what formulations might be best for them ratios mm -hmm. dosage quantifying and things like that um and unfortunately they have to do that right now because there's no research yeah you know hopefully down the line there will be some entry cannabis entry program that involves just you know something a little bit more um concrete yeah it, you know like here's your five milligram starter capsule mm -hmm. you know and this is clinically proven to be 90 percent effective yeah yeah well we're definitely a way away from that yet but i think each day more and more studies are being either proposed or getting further in the process of being accepted i know it's a long path like from when a study is when a hypothesis is proposed to it actually being green lit um, i'm stoked for canada you know i really feel like 
there's going to be some great federally backed research coming out in the next couple of years. Like very. Yeah. Let's hope so because mm. there has not been a lot of positive noises from Canada <laughs> for the, for what has been called prohibition 2.0 by some very prominent activists. Over Damn. There. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I would I would hope to see a lot more research that allows you to make more. What's the word? Accurate statements as a yeah. bartender, yeah. more accurate recommendations to still let people know that there's like, look, this is this might not be exactly what works for you, but now we've narrowed the 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 likelihood of of where you're supposed to be by this much, so that you can you've got a smaller kind of trial and error area to play with. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it can be super overwhelming. Like, I can't imagine walking into a dispensary and trying to figure it out and not knowing anything about cannabis or, like, never having tried it. Yeah. You know, that would be very intimidating. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the bud tenders in the game right now are starting to feel guilty for not knowing as well. You know, they they can tell this lady Mm, is, like, you know, really is just trusting them completely. And they're like, oh, man, I don't know anything about edibles. Like, I'll just Mm -hmm. give her this... 100 milligram drink and uh, i don't know (laughs) for the best yeah Yeah. that's not that's not the way that we want to be doing things and the the likelihood is that you'll be even if it does end up working for one two out of ten people you're going to be turning (laughs) off eight out of ten people yeah most likely with that approach and then which you know sounds like it's just like a business strategy but the reality is is like they're getting turned off of cannabis and going back to like prescription drugs yeah which is very depressing yeah you know well i tried it yeah given the freedom with which uh prescription drugs and pharmaceutical solutions are given out here in the states Mm um it's about the same as weed now you know it's like oh man my back hurts so have you tried here uh yeah well or no like have a bunch of percocets yeah seems to be the 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 go-to for a lot of people yeah so i i feel like there's an equal push from like the hippie activists to be like hey have you tried weed for that you know so yeah which is being done perhaps in a context that's not like uh very scientific or (laughs) or really gives any reason as to why you should maybe choose cannabis or why you should choose cbd it's like that meme that's just like cannabis is not addictive says the guy who smokes it like nine times a day for the past 30 years (laughs) um i forget whose quote it is it's been attributed to a few different people but i like that one in, in I think it might be one of the Neville's responsible for the hazes. He said something like, is cannabis addictive? Yes, only in the sense that the most enjoyable things in life are worth doing repeatedly. (laughs) I kind of feel like that about it because honestly, like I did Sober October last year and after three or four days of um, not smoking and not consuming in any other fashion, I think you get over all of the, the... negative parts of of whatever withdrawal there is all the physiological symptoms kind of manifest themselves there like i couldn't sleep very well at first and uh, had trouble building my appetite and things like that which is obviously all regulated by the endocannabinoid system which i was constantly stimulating with external cannabinoids so it makes perfect sense but even the knowledge of all of that doesn't help when you're going through the frustration but at least it's only three days it's not it's not like it would be for most substances. Yeah. Coffee is worse than that. Any 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 frequent coffee drinkers will tell you their first few days of going off of coffee are pretty horrendous. Headaches, all that kind of shit. Yeah. I just stay hydrated, you know what I mean? Oh man. Hashtag stay hydrated. Drink more water. Number one recommendation we can always give. Get that's, hydrated. That's how I think about uh dry mouth as a positive. Is it's just a reminder to stay hydrated. Yep. I'm sure that I drink more water when I'm smoking than when I don't smoke. Absolutely. And red eyes, too. I feel like that's... You can cure a lot of side effects of weed just by staying hydrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the red eyes is also because of the... You get in the blood vessel dilation because your blood pressure is going down, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the first time I had to explain that to my little brother and he saw me high without... He didn't know. Uh, It's like, why are your eyes so red? 
And my dad was in the room and he laughed. He was like, oh, now you, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, my dad knew exactly what was going on. Well, the ocular pressures decreased as well as the blood vessels dilated. I mean, pretty much. That's like, that's what I told him. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you what's actually happening here. It's yeah. a physiological thing. Yeah, I stimulated it, but it's a physiological Oops. thing that's happening. Yeah. Oops, did I do that? Did yeah. I do? I stimulated it again. I'll tell you what happened, but I won't tell you who did it. <laughs> You only get pieces of the mystery, not the whole thing. Yeah, so that's definitely a favorite. Um, getting back to what we were saying about bud tending. When you talk to people and you're able to make a, a positive change to them in a medical capacity or a wellness capacity. Yep. Um, and it's... We should maybe talk a little bit about how it's a little strange being a bud tender in a dispensary when you're a guy. Because 85, 90% of the time it's girls. And they're chosen because they're attractive, and it's no big secret that people tend to attract, uh, tend to tip attractive girls more than they're gonna mm -hmm. tip nerdy guys. But by the same token, I've had people leave ten dollar tips in the yeah. tip jar just because they enjoyed the interaction or they learned something. You know what I mean? And exactly. I feel like that definitely was there's like take bar. that. There's there's definitely the bartender aspect to it. You know, like. I don't see anyone complaining about bar bartenders like they're always women and they're always pretty. <laughs> like, God yeah, that. well, that's obviously the model that a lot of people are following. Mm -hmm. You know, for it's, it's staffing easy. their dispensaries and just to like differentiate yourself, you just hire for skill. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. gender doesn't come into it. Like that's just like. Would you say it's happening more now that people are actually taking somebody's knowledge and and ability as a bartender into account more? In certain areas, certain demographics. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like that was a that was a loaded reply. Yeah. Like there might be. I just feel like there's not a demand for it in certain areas. Some no. areas, it's like. You mean being a guy or being informed? Uh, being informed. Okay. Like you know, and being a guy, it, it goes almost hand in hand. Hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> not <laughs> not uh, being informed because you're a guy, but like. Careful, the, we the don't. sense of like the the people that hire males also mm -hmm. are generally also more concerned with like the bud tenders knowing things like it could be yes I, i've been to dispensaries where it's all female and they all know some they all know everything about cannabis too which is for sure which is i mean why not if you can do that then okay i get it you went on both ends. listen if you can be an attractive lady and be very well informed then more power to you mm -hmm. um but for us attractive guys it's different it know? is so it's a lot harder for us attractive guys we have to like the that's not enough it's not enough to to get you where you're going you still people are going to try and you know prod and poke and ask you di difficult questions and see if you know what you're talking about um i've actually one interesting thing about that about being informed i've actually sometimes had a negative response i had one guy i remember uh who would come in to this dispensary i used to work at and he would after a, f a couple of interactions with me where he basically said I was too informed nice. um, and he didn't want that much information. He wanted to make obviously a, a choice based on either no information or like yeah. a, a dumb choice in my eyes, I suppose. Um, and, and then he would actively avoid me when he came to the dispensary. He would try and go to somebody else who was not going to give him information, was just going to give him a, a quick sale. That's crazy. Which was very weird to me. Because it wasn't like I was trying to upsell him to the most expensive shit in the store or anything, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's... He's just like, you give me too much power. <laughs> I just want to be told what to do. Yeah, do you think that's a factor, though? Do you think for some people that's a problem? Like, because that did definitely make me take a step back and be like, am I fucking up by trying to share this information with people? Do people feel like I'm, you know, coming off as more informed than now? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I, I think I've always tried to approach it in a way where I, I want to come across as enthusiastic about letting you know mm -hmm. something. Not so that you can see how smart I am, but so that you can also know. Exactly. Just because you don't know till you know. That's just how shit works, right? Like, there's no... there. I, I don't... At least I hope now I'm better at not taking too much pride in knowing something because there was a time where I didn't. You know, mm -hmm. and then what would I go back and like, you know, troll my previous self for not knowing that stuff? No. So I, I can't do that in all good conscience to somebody who's coming to me not knowing that stuff. I just feel like here, here's this info. I'm going to share this with you. 
don't tell me that it gives me cancer. Are you crazy? Yeah. Or, no, it was more like, don't give me information, bro. Just sell me some weed. (laughs) And I was like... Oh, yeah. You know, I've heard that. I've heard that shit before. Like, I don't care, man. Just give me the dankest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think maybe being the, the, like, having the disposition that we have, we want to go... But but let me tell you why it's the dankest. Mm -hmm. You know? And people are just like, I ain't trying to hear all that shit. Don't you want to know everything about everything? Yeah, well, I definitely have to rein myself in on that. I struggle with that. Hashtag Gemini gang. You know that struggle. Needing to know everything about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, being a guy and a bud tender is... uh, it can be it can be challenging. I think where where I was butt tending it felt challenging. Felt like first of all the girls didn't really get much respect and the guys got even less mm-hmm. than that. Um, from everything from starting at a lower hourly rate to being left with the shittier jobs. Damn. You know. Yeah. Always doing the vacuuming, always taking out the trash, always doing that shit like you That's know, I'm true. over here with two degrees, bro. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like Wave it in anybody's face, but I can do more than take out trash. I'm saying I'm capable. You know, put me put me in a position where I can play, coach. That's that's the that's always the the thing for me. It's like nah, you know too much about weed. We got it. Yeah, we got to rein that in. Well, I mean that's a whole other topic, but yes, I also felt from upper management there that there was like a a distaste for my knowledge. Yeah, well, because some of the best selling stuff isn't the best stuff, and if you inform people that it's not the best stuff mm-hmm. they might make a decision and start getting other things yeah you know the stuff that they've marked up specifically or well that leads me to this then i would always my recommendation to people is is always to ask their bud tender what their bud tender is going for or like what people in the shop really like mm-hmm. and i always ask that question when i go to a new dispensary i'm like yo what what are you smoking what are people in the store really feeling right now? Yeah. And if they have in-house strains, I'll like I'll try and find out about those too. But I feel like that's a pretty important question to ask as a as a not even needing to know about the science, just be an informed consumer, you know? Like yeah. give yourself something to make a choice on. Um, and honestly, that kind of thing I feel like bud tenders don't reply to in a dishonest way. I've seen it though. I've seen them just yeah. straight up lie to sell shit. Yeah. Because they know the power I'm sure of it happens. trust. I'm sure yeah. it happens. Yeah, of course. And they perhaps are under pressure to sell certain products or upsell on yeah. certain things. Yeah. yeah. Or have promotions for selling right. certain products. Yep, yep, yep. You sell 200 of these. Oh my gosh, my favorite. Uh, you, whoever sells the most of my weed can go to my island, go to my resort on my fucking island. Well, that's fancy. How creepy is that? Like... I just really hope a guy won it because I was clearly like a female-centric. They wanted a female to win that. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Murder Mountain yet, but it sounds like something that could be on that series. This is like big money, Murder Mountain. Yeah. Drop a comment if you think we should watch Murder Mountain. I haven't seen it. Have you I seen it? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen, seen it either. Okay. So, yeah. Let us know if we should watch it or if it's, uh, it's not worth the, is it eight? Eight hours, eight separate episodes. It's Whoa. either eight hour episodes or eight forty minute episodes or something like that. Let us know if we should watch it. Um, is it, is it like disjointed or is it more like, what's a what's a good weed movie? <laughs> a good weed movie. Um, well, I mean. Pot Inc. Was that NBC? Oh, special? you mean like a documentary? Any. The Culture High, I would say, was cool. a really interesting and informative documentary. Um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. I can't think of too many right now. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot of frustrations being a, a, a male bartender and a lot of things you just kind of have to... I fe- well, I felt like my experience was just like, shut up and put up, you know? Yeah. Um, what's your most frustrating thing? Your most frustrating thing about being a, a bartender? Uh, certainly not being a male. I'd say that's one of the least frustrating things. It's funny. Um, it's funny being a male, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the buttoner sense, it's just like, oh shit, alright, we got a, we got a dude, folks. Yeah, especially if you're a very obvious minority. If it's like you're the only guy, only other guy on the floor. That's it. That's how it's it's been. And then I also think there's a weird thing where there'll be like one guy at the buttender level, then it's all girls, and then there'll be like the first 
step up from management is a guy. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. there's a weird dynamic yeah, there dude. as well because they That's maybe subconsciously give you preferential treatment and shit like that. Um, it's weird. I, I Yeah, I definitely don't think that being a guy is that frustrating that I would put it as my main frustration. Um, and I realized that perhaps where I was was, you know, its own thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the experience that I had there I'm not necessarily saying that that's what it is everywhere but I can only speak from my own experience exactly exactly um, yeah that, 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 my, my biggest frustration is probably stuff like and this applies to when we do brand ambassadoring things as well which mm-hmm. for the people who don't know what the brand ambassador role is you should maybe uh, elaborate a little bit on that so you work for a company and you go to certain dispensaries at certain times and offer a usually a promotional deal for the the window of time that you're there um, and in the rest of the time that you're there you're basically educating people about the products ideally about their benefits and and why they should choose those products over the other options that they have um, you know not to be like one of the good old good old days type but man back in the good old days pre-legalization <laughs> not to be about the good old days but back in the good old days <laughs> i was santa claus man we got to just hand out samples i was santa claus this man. is true you, you did you yeah you you were had complete free Ooh. reign to give away things to not only the staff but to any people visiting dispensaries since I'd, the law changed I'd come all that's these, gone yeah i've come to these events with like 5000 milligrams to give away in wow. 10 to 70 milligram increments like it was insane. People would come up to the table, take a chunk of a 64 milligram brownie, or a chunk of a thousand milligram brownie equal to 64 milligrams, just pop it and walk away. I'm just like, oh, dude. Continue their day or, yeah, or like, not realize what was about to happen. Yeah, I can't like, I'm not going to be like, no, stop. It's like they, if they don't know, <laughs> if they don't know, then they're going to find out. Yeah. And if you don't know and you're not sure what you're about to eat, ask the person who's standing there over the bowl of pre-portioned chocolate. Yeah. or brownie or whatever it was yeah. um so, so it's, it's frustrating not to be able to do that anymore it is because that. it actually is harder to to uh garner goodwill from people without that there's so much competition you just gotta literally shove it in their face like, yeah yo just try this though mm-hmm. <laughs> which is it's crazy i think a lot of people as well also are so used to dispensaries when you when you go into a dispensary and you see a brand posted up and you know that there's a promo, or most likely there's a promo for that time that they're there. You're expecting got? freebies. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got for free? Because it was the it was the norm for such a long time, and now we have to come out with the whole line of oh well, sorry, the laws changed. We're not allowed to give away any, you know, THC containing samples. Um, mm-hmm. So when you work for a company that, for example, might do topicals or things, you might be able to give away CBD. But yep, yep. a lot of people are looking for things that are either both or or the THC option over the CBD option. Yeah, give me some free weed, dude. So now you, I think companies have had to get a little more uh, creative with how they're making those those windows of time beneficial for not only the brand ambassador who's going and representing, but also the dispensary being able to make like better sales in that time, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of increasing the traffic of certain products yeah we're um, all in it together it's it's nice that that harmony between a good brand and a good shop yeah a good shop will recognize a good brand ambassador and vice versa i think mm-hmm. like we 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 maybe have this a distinct advantage for some than maybe some other people because we've been in both positions so yeah. we know like when to just fall back and just chill exactly as a ba you know, not be making eye contact with the butt tenders every five <laughs> seconds, waving at them. Hey, yeah. Hey. Which is funny when you go and you see like a bunch of different companies all posted up at the same time, and you're you're clearly part of like a a demo day mm-hmm. that they're hosting, and you you have people there who are not as used to being brand ambassadors, and they're kind of trying to make small talk with the butt tenders, and you can see the butt tenders being like, "Yo, man, I'm trying to work. Yeah, like I'm trying to talk to this patient or whatever." I love demo days. I will say that BA life. If you want to get in the cannabis industry, be a brand ambassador. Yeah, especially if you have a car. Like, I don't even have a car, and I, I, I managed to get into doing it for two different companies. So um, No excuses. There's no excuses if you have a car. Um, and you'll certainly be given enough ter- as much territory to cover as, you've, as you're comfortable doing yeah. in SoCal, I think. Um, what about the, the, 
weirdest moment that you've had, either as a BA or a, like a bud tender? Strange experience, like a memorable experience that was not necessarily like uncomfortable or anything, but just odd. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot. Weed, you know, cannabis has a certain... It attracts a certain type of people <laughs> as well. I always joke that it's kind of like working in a record store. Yeah, definitely <laughs> record store vibes. There's definitely that like, yo, what's good? You hear about this brand, like, yeah, tastemakers. You know, yep, that's yep. where the tastemakers is, the bud tenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the connoisseur customers who come through. Yeah. Uh, off, the, off the top of my head, one of the weirdest things, uh, I was in a trap shop pre-legalization uh, set up handing out shots of weed drinks nice uh, and as you did back in the day as you fucking did man and then uh, the song comes on some like heavy ass trap song like really fucking heavy and there's no patience in the shop they, the six bud tenders on staff crank the music run out from behind the counter and just all start twerking <laughs> just like twerking uncontrollably insane and i'm just standing there in the corner they know i'm there but it's like i'm not there they're just like fuck it haha you might as well have not been there yeah like this is clearly what they do all the time and like and as if that wasn't enough they bust out their cell phones and they're putting it all on their the just shops snapchat wow that's professional behavior um and yeah the the one white girl like she's got something to prove gets of course on hand handstand feet on the wall wow. twerking like upside down twerking twerking jiggling against the wall uh-huh that's uh, pretty impressive it was and it was like over the shop's logo painted on the wall so it's actually like i'm sure it was a really nice promotion uh, Did somebody get a shot of that on their Snapchat? Yeah, of course. Oh, that everybody went wild. That was the main. That was the viral. That was Snapchat the, moment. Yeah, the, I think that was the entire plan. That was the plan the whole time. Yeah, everybody twerks so that this white girl gets so worked up that she feels like she has to outdo the twerk situation, yep. and then boom, capture it. Yep. They yeah. Did it. Yeah, man. This um, you you end up going to some weird places <laughs> if you if you say yes to gigs without finding out where you're going first. Yeah. Um, oh, that definitely happens a lot i've had a a a lot of situations where i've uh, posted up at stores that i don't know i felt like i had no business doing a a demo because they just don't have enough traffic to even make it worthwhile that's always kind of a weird experience because you if you're trying to let the bud tenders do stuff and when usually when there's no oh here's another misconception you don't just get to stand around and do nothing when there's no patients or customers in a dispensary you're off doing like inventory or cleaning or whatever there's a bunch of other stuff that you're supposed to be doing yeah it's retail yeah as you would be in any other retail situation so like if those bud tenders are trying to complete these tasks while you're there with no footfall in the store you can feel super isolated and just like, okay, I'm just going to spend this time on Instagram or, yep. you know, you, you really don't have, you, there's not a lot you can do, not a lot you can do. And there's no customers coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mastering the art of small talk. I usually, I really feel like, uh, I got a lot of experience as a brand ambassador, just asking about every single product that I didn't know, you know, yeah. like maybe actually we one- met. When I was butt tending and you were coming at, at, to that dispensary, which we shall not name, yep, yep, as a brand ambassador, um, and I remember you doing that. Actually, you yeah. would ask a lot about stuff like that. That's all I did. When if it got was, quiet, if there was something I didn't know, I'd like pick one butt tender out, you know, like, and I'd keep a anxious mind on it, like you know, two three minutes tops, and then kind of back off and yeah, come back a couple times, but always aware if there's a customer, just like whoop. Yeah, Back, like, just fade away. Simpson through the bush. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> just slowly ghost the conversation. Yep. Because I know how it is. Like, yeah. I, we don't even have to end the conversation. I'm just stopping no. talking and disappearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly comfortable just pausing it right there. And you can always come back to it or not. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, basically, is what we're saying, I think. But you know what? Um, you were saying before how... Uh, you don't know. You thought that it was. Pro- it was. You were sarcastically saying that you thought it was very professional of them to be like twerking on Snapchat and stuff. Yeah. It seems that some stores actually actively encourage that type of social media practice. So again, like we were saying, how 
you don't know what you're going to get compliance wise from dispensary to dispensary in terms of the behavior behind closed doors. Yeah. I think the same thing applies to the shop floor for a lot of places. Oh, I'd heard rumors that some bartenders were encouraged to drink so they'd flirt more and act crazier. That sounds like an urban myth. No, that like I reputable source. Yeah, like several reputable sources, oh, including shit. some of the bud tenders, and okay. also seeing wow. some of the bud tenders, and also smelling some of the oh, bud tenders. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So you were able to verify it in person. Pretty, yeah. It's, I mean, it wasn't as trashy as I make it sound, but, you know, just once every, you just need to see it once to be like, oh, shit. And then hear it a couple times to be like, yeah, I definitely, I believe that. Mm. Trap shops, it's okay. Yeah, they're still around. I mean, they're gonna be a very limited species as of now because they're you're even if you were newsflash even if you were operating in in line with what was 215 prop 215 like that's no longer allowed so Mm -hmm. your favorite trap store might be disappearing without any notice very soon so just be aware if you're in it you can get arrested yeah so definitely be aware if you're in the store or working at the store in any capacity um, Daddy's got a lot of people with money invested. You can't spend that money if we don't get the money back. Yeah, absolutely. Those mm-hmm. investors want their money quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense, though. You know what about uh, BAing and being frustrating? When we, when we were talking about the point that you give uh, usually a promo deal during mm-hmm. the time you're there, if the store doesn't have the inventory, that can be difficult to mm-hmm. achieve. And inventory levels is something that you never know what you're going to get when yeah. you go to a store. For some reason, pot retail management is severely lacking in, like, actual skill. <laughs> it seems to be that way, yeah. Or, like, being able to consistently keep the same products in stock mm-hmm. um, or accurately gauging how much stock you're going to need of a particular product. Or showing up, like, the thing I'm saying as a BA, like, when you show up to a store and the store doesn't have any of the product in stock that you're supposed to be doing, like, a two-for-one deal yeah. for or something, yeah. and you're like, oh, great. So that's kind of like a moot point. Yeah, that's why we, like, I started implementing a system where it's like, you check. You check three days. It's a good excuse to just get an extra sale, you know? Yeah. Well, when you have a good sales rep, they'll make sure they go into the store ahead of time and they make sure that like the butt tenders have had some free swag so they're in a good mood and they've been stocked up on whatever is going to be relevant to the product. Exactly, program. exactly. But that doesn't always happen. That's also pretty inconsistent, yes, that, that sales rep uh, behavior. That's the like usually, okay, I get to go home early. Like this is, yeah. you know, worst case, it's they have no product and it's just like, oops. Yeah. And sometimes you get the no product, no people combo and you're like i really don't know why i'm here (laughs) um but the hourly rate is not terrible so you end up you know you do what you got to do i think there's other things though there's like there's stuff that's not maybe the fault of the dispensary product wise there's like all the issues with batch testing yeah it's easy to you can blame anybody you know i don't know Uh, you know it's like well there's a lot of hurdles behind the counter i'm like well technically you know, there's only 50-something labs and there's thousands of companies trying to get things tested. Mm-hmm. They could have the product ready to ship out and there's just they're just waiting testing approval. So, like, really, we're all in this. We're all in this together, folks. We're yeah, and a lot of products don't just have batch testing, but they have multi-stage testing. For example, if you're a vape company, you have to test your, your starting material. You have to test your material once it's extracted. Mm-hmm. Then you might have to test it um, once it's already in the vessel or in your vape device, in your cartridge or, or your disposable vape. And there have been batches of things that have failed at the final stage of that testing, which must be really fucked up Lead for a company. in the vapes, right? You hear about that? Lead in the vapes? Chinese plastic is filled with lead. Well, I mean, if, if, if manufacturers could just not stock... Oh, products from places with zero quality assurance. But it's 0.08 cents. Yeah. <laughs> per unit if I buy 5,000 of them. Yeah. 0.08 cents, man. Come on. How are you going to... Well, uh, it turns out it's filled with lead. Yeah, that's how you make it so oh, cheap. Oh, shucks. Because nobody should be inhaling from it. Yeah, this is, this is plastic we recovered from Hiroshima. <laughs> or just some 1900s, early 1900s plumbing. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so you have testing, multi-stage testing, batch testing. 
There's the tax tiers, which I think fuck things up for some dispensaries because I'm sure a lot of people who've been into a dispensary in SoCal and NorCal and anywhere else know how difficult it can be figuring out the tax tier or how much you're going to pay and what prices are actually supposed to be when you walk out the door. And also knowing that generally you're going to be taxed quite a lot. But there's also taxing the dispensary when they get their product, which then the dispensary is trying to compensate for in their pricing. Yeah. Not to mention the whole, like, how much more paperwork has gone into receiving product, period. It's just become such oh, yeah. a thing now. You have to fucking count it out. If you're getting big orders, you have to count it out in person. And it can take... I'm glad I got out of delivery driving because I've seen delivery drivers wait for, like, an hour. You know, just... I don't understand how you can schedule a day around that. Yeah. No, I, I remember seeing people uh, be frustrated by waiting how long, uh, waiting for a long time to meet the product buyer that they were supposed to be seeing or the person who was going to fulfill their order. And now, like you say, there's even more stages to it. They have to bring the whole manifest. Everything needs to be checked. The same vehicle can't carry product and cash in some circumstances. It's beautiful. So obviously most places are still dealing only with cash because there's still not a lot of electronic payment options available. Mm-hmm. So it adds to the risk of being a delivery driver. How did you feel about that? Like, did you have to travel with large amounts of cash? Yeah. Nondescript vehicle, you know, the white conversion van that you see everybody driving. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of cash. It was crazy. Did you ever feel uncomfortable or worry about your safety? Um, I was new to LA also. So mm-hmm. I feel like I hadn't really been able to assess the danger, but there was definitely one situation uh, where like this security guard met me on the street and he had he literally had a knife a fucking bobby stick whatever those things are called the baton and and um and a gun okay so he was to usher me in he was ready for action yeah it was wild yeah I, i i never did the the delivery driver thing as by virtue of not having a car um but I did wonder about that, you know, the, the the safety aspect of it, because most of the time you're by yourself. It's not like you're with anybody else. It's not like you have a second person making the physical drop off on one person watching the car or anything like that mm-hmm. or any kind of system that would improve security, it seems like, or, or your yeah. safety. Um, just don't flaunt it. Don't flaunt it. If they uh, if somebody robs you, just give, give them everything. Yeah. Just give them everything. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we know people who have that story of being jacked. Oh yeah, the guy that trained me. The guy that trained me was wild, man. We'll call him Roberto. <laughs> okay, it's a Actually, good. No, it's a good alias we name. We won't call him Roberto. Oh no, that's another guy that I worked with. <laughs> okay. Um, we will call him Linguini. <laughs> okay. And. uh... Yeah, Linguini was crazy, dude. This guy worked for like, actually, I don't want, I don't want to tell you. This guy was crazy, man. I don't want yeah. to get him in. You don't want to close to don't even want to <laughs> don't even want to breach like, the subject. I'm, I'm about to start telling these stories. I'm like, no, no, this is not something I want to put out in the world with my name attached. So. Right, but it was it was a time where you realized like, oh, there's a safety concern. Here. Yeah, there's a yeah. security concern. Here. Yeah, and that's doing it. You know, under the guise of medical marijuana, like, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that... Yeah, this was before shit. adult use. Yeah, there, there are people that have been, that do it, you know, black market, and, you know, the, the trafficking game is real. Even when you're just trying to do it legally, it's still just like, there's definitely still a risk. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hear from people that it's either just as shady now or shadier. Um, in a in a supposedly compliant framework yeah. for adult use. Um, so that goes back to the beginning about misconceptions, you know, about the this whole game. Um, a lot of people thinking there's just some crazy green rush to be <laughs> had over here. It's not exactly that way yet. If you were lucky enough to approach it with a bunch of cash to play, but um, you... You're, you're not going to find um, a lot of joy in, in many departments that you assume you'll be able to come and work in. Um, 
Like if you if you have a lot of experience in sales, you're not necessarily going to make VP of sales at a cannabis company just Ooh. because you did sales. I've seen a lot of salespeople come in from the outside. This is not the normal. This is not a normal sales industry. No. I'm sure some of the principles of regular sales apply, but a lot of them don't. This is a very unique situation. Yeah. Um, so it's not always cracked up to be folks, but it's also at the same time a lot more than what it seems in a weird paradoxical way. Yeah. Come on. I dare you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Join the weed industry. Come on. I dare you. Come I, got, on. I got two words for you. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that, that wasn't to discourage anybody, what I was saying. I was just saying, just come into it fully aware of what you're getting yourself into if you do want to get into it. Do it. Yeah, just do your research. As we always advocate for, do your research. Do um, it. That's probably a good point for us to stop. Um, we should mention that hopefully very soon we will have our first guest. So you guys surprise, will be we'll, surprise guest. Surprise guest, yeah. We we don't. That basically means we haven't exactly set the date for when it's going to be. Yet. Our lawyer won't allow us to release the name. Yeah, we're gonna have our people call their people, and we'll we'll do lunch. And we'll let you people know. Yeah, don't call us. We'll call you or something to that effect. But do comment. Don't call. What's your number again? Uh, five 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 one two three four, pizza. That's probably too many numbers. That I said just there. That lets you know that it's a fake number. If you didn't already realize that I was giving you a fake number. Um, but yeah, please Hello? hit us up. <laughs> Is this 555-1234 pizza? <laughs> Hello. Um, comment, like, follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Instagram. Check out the IGTV. We do product reviews there. Um, and we're basically just trying to make sure that, you know, we're... Not only giving you information, but keeping it entertaining. So let us know how we're doing. And we'll be back next week with another bunch of cannabis rants. Yeehaw. Peace out. Take you guys one more. <laughs>